Oh boy. Okay. So <laughs> I'm okay, gonna have to back. I'm gonna have to do some editing here. And so I will start with Tatum, you were saying I've been doing a lot of racing in. Oh, did we go that far back? I'm so uh-huh. Sorry. Yeah. No, like, no, don't be sorry. Uh so we, we lost you quite a bit. Yeah. I know where where was I? I'm lost. Uh, oh, that was still before we even got to the Sorry, Lauren, backtracking here. Moo, and welcome everyone to another episode of The Pink Tron. As we always do, I am going to start asking everybody what they are drinking on this fine Friday afternoon or evening. I will start with Tatum and Nilradik. What are y'all drinking? I am drinking a sparkling rosé with grape juice. I can't drink. <laughs> it's very, very hurtful, but yeah, it's lovely. It's a lovely sparkling rosé. 0.0. 0.0. 0. 0. Hold on, hold on. Uh, <laughs> you can't drink. Are you hinting at something? Are you hinting at something there? Oh, again. <laughs> Congratulations situation. <laughs> <laughs> at least you've got it earlier this time, man. Oh, no, I'm getting them. Well, yeah. I mean, actually, I've never been recorded saying congratulations. So congratulations oh, for me officially you. now. Oh, <laughs> thank you Lauren. so much. So, and I am decided to support our local um, brewery. So it's uh, Tre- Treaty City Breweries. This is an invasion IPA. And, and it is brewed and canned in Limerick. So I'll try it. Something new. I don't think I've had it before. So I'll let you know. Delicious. And I'm going to go counterclockwise on my screen. So next up for what they are drinking is Chris Greenland. What are you drinking? I have recovery Coors Light because it didn't have any recovery Nana Light in the fridge. (laughs) Perfect recovery drink. Perfect recovery drink. And then I've got a tasting in a little bit. So I'm uh, resetting my palate with just some regular Buffalo Trace alongside that. Nice. Next <laughs> up, we have uh, Matt DeFreitas. What are you drinking? Coffee tonight. I've already had my uh, recovery um, drink after the race because I'm pretty tired. So, uh, yeah, coffee. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Let you all down <laughs> every week. <laughs> Do you think coffee at 8 o'clock is how you wake up at 3 in the morning? It, it, it might be. might be related. <laughs> yeah, it all makes sense now. Uh, I will uh, go last, but we do have a guest with us today. And so our guest, who will be an expert on some things we will talk about later, and probably all the things we'll talk about in between as well. Mark John, what are you drinking? Uh, uh, just, just a bone bit of squash for me. Uh, I might be expert to this, but I'm, I'm no expert to it. <laughs> 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 that's it and then i um going along with our uh friends who are not drinking alcohol i have a non-alcoholic beer it is 0.5 percent or less it's called straight drank it's supposed to be an ipa uh from two roots brewing company but to me it tastes a bit more like a saison Honestly, it's good, but don't expect it to taste like an IPA because it just doesn't. So, yeah. And where, where is that brewery at? Is that mm. in NorCal? 
This brewery is Michigan, Auburn Hills, Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> I notice it's quite difficult to get the 0 0.0s to actually taste like something decent. Yeah, this one this one tastes decent. It just doesn't taste like what it says on the label. I have, and we'll bring in over podcast recordings in the future, the other non-alcoholic beverages I've been drinking that actually do taste like what they are supposed to be. Um, I have a good sparkling rosé, actually, L, that I was shocked right. to have alcohol in it. It was wild. I'm open, open to recommendations. Yeah. I just want to say that Guinness got it spot on they with did. their 0.0%. Did I they really? I absolutely love it. They did. Yeah. I don't know if it's just my, I have a very, very good imagination. I don't know if it's just that, but <laughs> I love it. I've tried <laughs> the Heineken Zero. I've tried uh, a few others and it tastes like, but yeah, the yeah. Guinness 0.0 <clears throat> is awesome. I love it. Okay, they. I was just getting advertisements for that pushed to me, and I was wondering how it was. Oh. So, well, try it and let me you know what you think. But I absolutely love it. I will. Really? Would you have that in the states? Then I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, Chris. I was getting an ad for it, so maybe I would think if they were advertising it to us, like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Alcoholic beverage marketing people are not always <laughs> the brightest. There we go. We, we don't just know something about Zwift, but our zero point zero beers. All right. So let's move away from what the uh, Herd Zwifters are drinking podcast to racing. We have two folks who have already done, at least two folks, three who've already done HWR. Um, and so HWR was Volcano Climb. Chris, Matt, I don't know, Mark, if you raced it, want to talk about it? You want to go, yeah. Chris? No, you can go. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I'll go. I mean, it was it was pretty full on, to be honest. I mean, I, I uh, personally, I think I had a pretty good race, came in 10th um, in a very strong pack at the front with some like really heavy hitters i mean you know there were people that were like 20 on paper 20 seconds faster than me up the comm so uh yeah pretty i'm personally pretty pleased um but yeah it was, it's a it's a tough race because that that it's like full on and then you know there were people doing attacks and then and we had some like crazy guy that did 4.9 watts per kilo for the whole thing um and <laughs> so yeah, it was good. I mean, even scorekeeper got left behind by this guy. So, you know, when that guy gets left behind, you know, you know, you know, things are are pretty pretty awesome. But yeah, I was um I was I was really happy. Did I did a personal best the com and um got beaten on the sprint. So you know, normal normal situation for me. <laughs> How about you, Chris? Uh, I was left behind on the time as well. I was able to stick in that front pack, but yeah, there were some like just silly surges on the flats, which I guess that was the point to wear out everyone's legs and yeah. poke holes um, in people. But yeah, just straight out, uh, straight out the back once we hit the hill. Uh, but I, I lumped up with the people that I should have, I think, like Anders and Mike Buggy. And mm. uh, yeah, we just survived it together and uh, didn't get caught by the people behind us. So that was kind of the goal through all of it. Did Buggy launch a, a vicious sprint on you? You know, we did. 
No, he did. Um, that guy can just really sprint. Yeah, his out. yeah, he's, no chance. He's very strong on a sprint. Yeah, I'm just glad he he wasn't with me going down the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at that, I feel like I would have been probably, hopefully, in the group with you, Chris and and Anders. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you're a better climber than any of us are. So <clears throat> I would have had you in the group ahead of us. Yeah, it sort of depends where those splits were, but it was a group that hit the line together. Um, at least that's how I remember it. But uh, it just really splintered conga line from there. Yeah, for for me, this is this is quite um, a level of this course in terms mm. of like you know nearly all the courses are either suited to the sprinters or suited to the climbers. This one's like right in the middle. There. The climb yeah. is it's flat enough that the you know people can hang in there but then there's going to be potentially be a big sprint at the end so um yeah i think i think it's actually quite a good course in that in that respect um we should say i don't know that we said it's volcano climb volcano yeah volcano climb route so yeah and the climb is not where you finish so after the climb you have to keep going and that downhill is one where often there's no rest at all on it you have to keep pushing because it's not that steep downhill so if folks still have it in them after doing an effort on the climb don't don't sleep on that if you end up doing hwr yeah i've got i've got to tell you though this is where race mode really gives you an advantage i don't know how many people in that top 10 had race mode but i've i've got it and you you go into you go into super tuck immediately you hit 57 and you um, and you stop pedaling, and if if they start pulling away, you can just do an immediate surge. So race mode is just brilliant on on this type of course. And that's a that is a a Wahoo kicker thing only. Is that right? Yeah, well, it's Wahoo. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a kicker bike or the kicker um, or the, the other kicker. So, yeah, yeah. Not the not the new kicker. Mm-hmm. New I was just gonna say, why is this the first I've. I'm hearing of this. You've <laughs> got to have, you've yeah, got to have, nice. um, you've got to have direct connect as well. Yes. You've got to have the direct connect thing, but which you can get on the kicker five. So if you've got a kicker five, you could buy the direct connect, and the, the kicker six has, has it. Yeah, I think by the time I start racing again, it'll probably just be time for a new bike. <laughs> Never mind <laughs> buying the add-ons. Uh. Um, and actually, speaking of bike, which uh, virtual bike would y'all suggest for this race? Personally, I went Tron. Yeah, <clears throat> I think Tron is a great choice, yeah. Yep, or um, because I think, gosh, everyone on this podcast now is pretty high level. So if not Tron, then your best all-rounder, which um, mm. I think still Canyon Air Road is a good one, right? Uh, Venge S-Works. With discs, you're going to go aero yeah, because you can draft up the hill a lot. Yeah. That's what I did. Yeah. Okay. You did aero, Chris? Yeah. <clears throat> I probably I probably would have as well, honestly. Like, if not Tron, I would have probably gone full aero. So. Yeah, it's just not steep enough. The, the climb's just not steep enough for a full climbing situation. Oh, yeah. 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 Definitely not full climbing. I was curious to see the power-up situation on the KOM. In the Tour of Utopia, they've added like three power-ups on the volcano. Mm. 
I, I was I was watching eagerly to see was there any evidence that they were available today. Mm. I don't think they were. No, definitely not. It would have been nice. Mm. Mm. And yeah. I had a little chuckle when when um, Dan um, Manalo got a, a, an XP. Oh, and he lit up, and he lit up a big. He goes, "Just what I need, XP." <laughs> oh. Rough. Got it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mark, are you planning on racing this one? We'll see. We'll see. I've got a bit of a sore back today, so that, that, that ah. was my excuse for skipping skipping that crazy race. But yeah, we'll see what tomorrow brings. Fair. And yeah. Mark saying yes. <laughs> <laughs> just give him some more time for the FOMO to begin. Okay, so let's go real quickly into what we'll have for herd uh racing, herd winter racing next week. It will be five laps of the Glasgow crit course. Woo! Not been on that one yet, so that would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Matt's shaking his head, remembering only burrito power-ups instead. Oh, no, don't eat. I've still got night- nightmares of the burrito. <laughs> <laughs> I wake uh, up in a cold sweat at night. Uh, <laughs> how I remember that course is, is ZRL with both, with two bloody um, segments spring. counting within two kilometers. That was just, that was mental. Yeah. That was not fun. Yeah, but that was 10 laps. This is only five. It'll be fine. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. And no segment that counts. Yep. Only finish. You can get spit out the back of the Clyde kicker immediately. I mean, that's what can go wrong. There we go. That's what can go wrong right there. Yep. So, yeah, that that one will be, if you didn't end up doing that one in ZRL or in the Z racing, oh, I said Z, whoops, the Z racing, excuse me. Um, it's, it's, you can get stuck on the Clyde kicker, but it's fast. I went in ZRL for the 10 laps. I went full arrow for that because the Clyde kicker has some steep parts, but they're short. And I, for my part, was most concerned about sticking with folks on the flats. So. Oh, yeah, that's full error. Mm. Yeah, you could go Tron if you want. Like, I know that there are people who, or you're all-rounder. Like, you can do that. Um, but there's enough flat on that course, too, that, that full arrow totally yeah. work. Yeah. So go okay. Tron and make it pink just because it's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> and fastest. Or, or orange, because, of course, the orange Tron is apparently the fastest, so. <laughs> only, if you're, only if you're Dutch. Yeah. Only if you're Dutch. All right. And then uh, we are moving on now to the herd beginner racing for this weekend. And we'll stay in Scotland on Rolling Highlands. One lap, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure that the... HBR, I think, right now is mostly um, single lap. Yeah, single lap. Unless it's real short. Yep, single lap. Although next week's course will be the fan flats, two laps, but that makes sense. Fan flats isn't a long it's very route. short. Yep. Um, so, yeah, uh, this one will be there's a relatively long lead in for this, um, and the lead in will end at the breakaway bray. And then the lap, so the race will end 
going up the breakaway bray as well yeah. so that Good is going to be really interesting um total length should be based on length and lead-in about 14.1 kilometers um and scotland it's rolling i don't know it's a, I would... it's a lovely course but it's not easy yeah uh, not tron easy. tron would be fine i think yeah um if they've got it yeah yeah but it, oh right for d racers yeah. definitely all-rounder canyon arrowed one of those would be okay more than okay yeah what a torturous finish to... that's that's awesome okay <laughs> you okay chris <laughs> i'll be okay i'll be okay <laughs> okay you'll survive that support cores light here your, your your brain is still uh, remembering what oxygen coming to it feels like. <laughs> We've all been there. Fair enough. Um, okay, so, and yes, for uh, Herd Beginner Racing next weekend, you'll be on the Fan Flats in Richmond, which, uh, full arrow there, the fastest setup you have <laughs> is absolutely what you're going to want. That's going to be just blazing. Yep. Yeah, and uh, we we don't have any uh, representatives today who can do those herd beginner races, but we have had on the podcast before, and so hopefully some of y'all out there who are racing those are still listening, and uh, let's keep up the participation on them. They've been really, really great, and I hope folks are enjoying it and getting more and more beginners on Zwift Power and doing those awesome races. I've gone... I can't wait to race it come say January. <laughs> <laughs> I am looking forward to doing those races. L, I, I am honestly not sure that you will ever be a D, but if you are, it might be like you'll do that one race and then. <laughs> and I will enjoy it. <laughs> and upgrade immediately. So, um, okay. So let's move into uh, Herd Climbers Gambit. Chris Greenland, what do we have coming up yep, there? That's me. <laughs> that's me. We're doing, uh, we're staying <laughs> in London. We're on the London map for week four <coughs> of uh, Climbers Gambit Rhyme Time. We're on Keith Hill. And these are just getting steeper and longer and much, much worse. So what? we'll do Keith this week. Um, what are the stats on it's like five percent, but it feels so much harder than this. I can't believe that's the average gradient. <laughs> yeah, this route is a relatively short course. Yeah. I think we hit the line at 2.7, and the total distance, I think, we're out of there at 8k. Okay, um, that's gonna get even harder the next two weeks, but it's still relatively short overall course this week. So, if you kill climbers gambit. Uh, full climbing setup, I would imagine. Somebody tell me if I'm wrong. Um, yeah, and make Fun sure you warm. warm. Hmm. Not really much of a warm up on this one. Yeah, friends of ours recently did. Uh, was it lethal in real hmm. life? They oh. posted a picture. Yeah, I wonder. I'm just wondering how that compares to the it's fellow hood drivers. It's fellow hood drivers. Yeah, yeah. so. They're welcome to maybe comment and tell us. JB and Dex. Yeah. Is, is there actually a Leith Hill? Because there isn't a Fox Hill, for example. I thought there's just a Keith and a box, and the Leith is just the other side. 
of the Keith. Leith is real, Keith is fake. And then it was, oh. the, then it was the real one. Yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it was definitely on the board in the background, lethal. <laughs> Got it. Nice. Um, yeah, Chris, I, I'm always bad at these. I don't know what the bike choice would be for that. If you think full climbing setup, then, then yeah. And I don't remember the last time I did this, what I chose. I think this one goes steep enough to actually go full climbing just for the climb. Okay. I think so. That was my thought too. I was watching back some recon videos and there was only some 10% stretches in there. It seems like it, there's a lot of like 70% and that's kind of a tipping point. Yeah. It'll be interesting going full climbing on this one versus Tron. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, someone, someone tested out for us. Do two uh, of the Climbers Gambit events with the separate bikes and tell us how it goes. Mock Swift Iron. <laughs> well, the interesting thing about Keith is it does have the flatter bit towards the top, just to tempt you that maybe a TC bike if you drag it up the steep bit. But it is a long climb to test out two bikes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's four point three kilometers, um, and actually Zwift Insider has a good breakdown of the segment. So seven hundred meters of climbing around six point five percent. 500 meters of flat to slightly downhill, 2.3 kilometers of steady climb around 7.5%, and then 600 meters of false flat to the banner. So make whatever choice you think is best, but we're leaning towards climbing setup on the Tron here. So, all right, moving on to yet more climbing. We have heard of mountain goats with big loop reverse. Matt, what mm. do you have to say about that? Yeah. I what I have to say is I think this is quite an interesting one. Um, so which I stuck in there. So basically, you you end up going through the uh, the jungle route, which I know everyone hates, but um, mm. <laughs> there you go. And then and then up the uh, epic com reverse, and it, and it finishes at the end of epic com reverse. It's about five hundred and sixty meters so um it's a lot less climbing than the week before but you've got the um the jungle kind of a bit and then then the epic which is always quite a long climb so yeah um a bit easier than last week but uh should be should be fun yeah so it looks like total distance that'll be 28 kilometers ish yeah yeah, let me, uh, let me just uh, double check. Yeah, 20, 20, so it's only 28 kilometers, about 600 uh, meters of ele elevation. Okay. Yeah. Bike, bike swap at the jungle? Surely, right? Yeah, you could do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you'll probably gain some, um, definitely gain some if you, uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Get on the old mountain bike. I mean, I think it's, it's probably worth you can probably get about 40 seconds can't you if you if you do that overall there i will i think mark has done quite a few tests inside the jungle for different bikes I'm smiling yeah yeah, yeah. well it's, it's all about the group size though it's like yeah if you're in a big group and nobody else rocks you, you better catch up with them quick i'm, yeah, I'm thinking true. for for mountain goats though the groups will be small um I, I think those yep. don't have huge groups. So uh, changing your bike 
might be a really good idea. Yep. What is the game theory there? Like, say you're in a group of, let's say it's a large group of 20. You hit the dirt, you swap to, what, what's fastest through the jungle? Is it gravel at this point or is it mountain bike? Do we know? I, I'd always go for gravel bike with the, the custom wheels. Okay, say we go to the fastest gravel setup. How much do you need for a bike slide? 10 seconds? What's the delta? Yeah, 10, 15 seconds. Depends how good you are. You put 15 and save watts over the remaining, let's say, 19 riders that don't swap and still have an easier time and or an easier effort and save the time and swap that and then get back on. The, the trick comes back to the swapping back at the end. Theoretical. Yeah. yeah. I um, think the trick is the swapping back at the end to be far enough ahead so they don't drop you on their road bikes in the road section because it's gonna, right. you then you won't get back. The time to change and then the speed to latch back on, right? That's, yeah. yeah. That's where the scary one. The same yeah. change. Um, I think L, I think that didn't Roseanne do this on one of the races Roxanne. and executed it like in yeah. Roxanne incred like incredibly successfully executed this exact yeah. strategy. Yeah, she did. Um, I think she swapped two or three times in that race, and every time it just went absolutely seamless. I swapped once, I totally fumbled it. And I went from a definite top 10 to I think I came 12. But and she won the race. But yeah, it, her swaps were perfect. So practice. If you can swap fast, yeah. Yep. And I think um Elle, that was a time when the little penguins, when I was part of it, and the magic were uh in a different, we were in different race times. So in yeah. my race, nobody switched. And so we didn't switch at all. And so it was sort of a thing like someone probably could have done what Roxanne did in our race and also smashed it, but just nobody did because everyone was just like, uh, I don't know. But bigger <laughs> groups there, much bigger groups than what will be on Herd of Mountain yeah. Goats. But I still, yeah. if you're going to use that as a racing strategy, even in a smaller group race, practice. Go into the jungle, do that loop, practice doing swaps if you're going to try it. Use your shortcuts and also where you stop. Stop yeah. on the first time, stop on a slight uphill so that you have that power. The going momentum. Away. Yeah, so all, all small little things to keep in mind and to recon beforehand. Make sure you know exactly where you want to do it and be prepared. Yeah, well, recon, I, recon, I, recon. It's a clog up Mark's weekend, but I think this is another one where we have to have him do this twice with two different strategies. Wow. <laughs> it's a testing this one. Mark? Yeah, you, you got to do it with the swap and without it. Let us see how it goes. Uh, racing, racing mountain goats twice. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're just gonna give yeah this this is, bring bring on an expert and give them homework. Yeah. yeah. Hey, maybe I'll maybe I'll do it and um, see what happens because I quite like doing the mountain ghosts as a bit of fun. <laughs> so uh, there yeah. You go. Awesome. I'll, I'll report back <laughs> next week. Be prepared for an update that I'm sure will yep. happen. Yes. 
All right, let's move back into relatively flatter territory and we will be heading to France, uh, Chris's favorite world for RGV in the Stampede. And this will be 20 kilometers. So we're at that distance in our Stampede schedule. And RGV is the one where you go through the intestines last. At so, end, yeah. yep. Ex except you don't. Yeah, you totally because don't. You're right. Kilometers. Too far. Yeah, I think yeah. it's in, oh, in the middle, right? You stop like... In the Weird. Okay, that'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm seeing the 20 kilometer mark right there. And you will go through the balloon sprint, the lawn sprint, and then a little bit. So you will go up you the, the aqueduct. Little squigglies. Yep. Little squigglies. You don't get fully digested, so it's probably fine though. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we don't we don't have our uh, stampede extraordinaire Brent here to talk about it, um, but and I'm not I'm not as good like a 20 kilometer pacing that that is not something I am particularly adept at, um, but this is mostly flat. You've got the aqueduct, but you know that that is a KOM QOM in name only as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah. it's, there's, uh, it's 5%, but it's 0. 0.4 kilometers. Yeah. You can push up that and you'll be all right. So, uh, um, a few weeks ago, probably I got this thing and I did a few ITTs mm. and then the first one was 14 or something kilometer. Awesome. The next one was, I think 16 or 17 kilometers, eh, a little bit harder. The last one, and there's a reason why it was the last one. It was 24 point something kilometers, and it was horrible. Mm. ITTs should not go beyond 20 kilometers. It is just brutal and soul killing. No. Still on ITT? Yeah, it's. Sorry? What was that? Is it still on ITT? Is it still on ITT if you're racing for two? Uh, oh, if you're if you're racing for two. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was that, that was right at the beginning. So I felt I had that extra boost, the warmers, and, and everything was good. Now I'm at the point where it's just dragging me. Down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on, uh, also on this route, um, I've got still got nightmares of doing an ITT on RGV for FRR. We did RGV twice. Oh. As an ITT. Oh my oh. goodness! Yeah, that that was not nice. So stopping at twenty k's, I see as a blessing. Because what that that would be like fifty kilometers. It was forty six kilometers oh. ITT. Uh. I don't okay. even know where how you begin to pace that. Done that a couple years back when you stand. He's like, I remember doing that. If you don't get enough of, of RGV on the Stampede, I think next week there's a new version of RGV in, in the Z Racing series. I, I don't know if you've seen, but they're, apparently they're adding cobbles to random parts of the route. <laughs> Just to make it more oh. challenging. Jeez. Wow. Is that, for, is that for the 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 race, the real life racing that's coming on in the cobbles just to make that feel 
Yes, it's because well, Zwift sponsored the women's Paris Roubaix, which is next Saturday. Oh, so oh, cool. They've added, well, they, they're going to add cobbles somewhere in France. They haven't said where, but Zwift okay. Insider is very confident that, that cobbles are coming. And so, yeah, the, the weekly race series from Zwift next week is on RGB. <clears> and wow. Go find cobbles. Don't be cobbles. Oh, that's an interesting one. I've got to say that cobbles on Zwift is kind of not really anything like cobbles in real life. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. on, your, on your trainer, bouncing up yeah. and down on your, what? your bike. <laughs> but hey, oh. you know. I mean, seriously, that the Paris-Roubaix race, that just looks absolutely insane. It just looks... I, I don't think I'd have the balls to do that race. It yeah. just looks too scary. It's just yeah. crazy. Afterwards, you wouldn't have any. <laughs> well, that, that, that as well, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Did you see that? Did you see that um, Italian guy when he finished, um, I think, to, two years ago? Uh, absolutely. It was just caked in mud. It was just mm-hmm. unbelievable. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Stampeders enjoy being... Caked in mud. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's it's virtual mud, but <laughs> virtual mud. <laughs> uh all right. So we will move into our last herd race of the week, which is bullseye, and we will be on downtown dolphin. We actually have our bullseye maestro in the house tonight. We do. Mark does bullseye. Yeah, and and yeah, by popular demand, we're off to Crit City. Uh, I I did a post like last end of last season. Do people what courses do people want? And 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 half the people were like, oh, Crit City. So ah, they give you downtown <laughs> dolphin. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is this is a bit of a quirky one in terms of which sprints count. Because you go out left from the pens, mm. you go charging up the, the cobbled hill, the sprint there, that counts. But end of the first lap doesn't count. But from that point on, every sprint after the cobbled hill and every end of lap does count. So okay. if you're in the know, don't sprint at the end of the first lap. Other <laughs> people will waste energy and then you can take advantage. Yep. And I see like you were nice. It. It's only six laps. Not 16 or 12 or something ridiculous. <laughs> and, and you know what? Do you know what, Mike? You should only um, release that information on the Pink Tron so that only people that have listened to this podcast know. Never, me- <laughs> never mention All it anywhere else. All two people know. That I... I have particularly good uh, races on that course. I love downtown Dolphin. I also love Bullseye. And the part of me that wants to race is uh, very sad that I cannot do that this week. But everyone else have fun. It's going to be amazing. And I'm I'm not racing for a good reason. So it's okay. I know that uh, downtown Dolphin will come back. Eye on the prize, Lauren. (laughs) <laughs> always <laughs> all right do we have anything else to say anyone about herd racing or other random racing stuff before we move to around the horn i think a, a quick mention on omni on the omnium sounds good 
So that will be coming up in uh, mid-April, and it will be insane. <laughs> the 15th and the 16th. Yes. Yeah. And, okay, so someone who has that more at the top of their head, give us a rundown of the Omnium. I think we'll go more into courses on the podcast next week, um, yeah. but a little bit of a rundown of the Omnium. I've got a, just a couple of info on it. So there's going to be... We as we do, there's going to be three different leagues covering three time zones just to make it more accessible to everyone around the world. Hopefully, six races in two days, and, and uh, first race is a sprint race on the flat route. Second one is a hill climb on Fox Hill. I take it that'll be a climbers gambit type. Um, set up for that one and then a 16 kilometer itt on island hopper there's your three races on day one and then day two you start off with a points race on downtown dolphin eight laps <laughs> so it's coming back lauren <laughs> too soon too soon yeah <laughs> and then a, a three kilometer itt on glasgow crit so this is what i've learned don't underestimate these little three kilometer itts they are son of a vicious. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's and insane. And then a scratch race. <laughs> and then it ends with a scratch race on Rumapool, if I'm saying it correct. One lap there. So it's going to be an absolute oh. savage weekend. Yeah. Just make sure that you enter the same time zone every time. Otherwise, it won't count. Yeah. And there are, um, so I will say one thing, because I was just able to pull it up so I could follow along. There was a post in the Herd Racing League by Marjoline on March 26th that has all of this stuff listed. So look there, uh, check that out. Ask any questions in the chat there if you have them. Um, The other thing is there will be both mixed and women's only races. So that is very exciting. Yeah, it will be, be amazing. It's really good fun. And again, don't underestimate the three kilometer ITT. I hate that. It's it's well, it's brutal. like it's yeah, oh. yeah. Short races are they're just incredibly intense, aren't they? You might think, oh, it's only three kilometers, but it's going to be ridiculously intense if you want to do a good time. Yeah, yeah. So, it's going to be a five-minute PB. Yeah, it's basically a three-kilometer sprint. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I that's... see Mark smiling. Uh, well, just as well that it comes about. What, 15 minutes after you just finished sprinting up downtown Dolphin eight times? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a thing from uh that's a little different. This year the races will start at 45 minute intervals within the time zones. So last time we had more separation um yeah. among those races, but within <clears> the time zone now, 45 minutes. So that's gonna be it's gonna be pretty intense. So the people who do tiny races, they'll probably like this. Yeah. They're used yeah. to that. They're, these are just longer tiny races. Yep. Yeah. Longer or shorter. Like it, it, it yeah. varies. There's a little bit more variation um, in time and distance than I, because I've done a, you know, the tiny races multiple times. And so this is different. Also includes the women's uh, categories, which I think is great because which that nice. has not yeah. been happening. And yes, yeah, another, you know, I I am struggling to not be able to race this month. It is going to be so weird because there are so many things that I would love to do. But 
yeah. Um, awesome. So yeah, any any Omnium questions you have, feel free to put them on that post that Marioline made. You can absolutely also put them on uh, the Pinktron post when I put it up. So yeah, have fun. That's going to be super rad. Okay. And so for our Around the Horn this week, we have sort of a kind of a Zwift racing fairness and the way some Zwift racing stuff might be changing uh, grab bag of topics. And so I'm going to kind of turn it over to Tatum to at least loosely lead this part of the discussion and bring in our expert. Thanks. Thanks, Laura. So this is, like you say, just loosely. Um, thanks to Craig. He's given us the, the idea of the three, just three little topics to go in to go about. And I think um, it's always nice to have just a, a bit of an overview on some interesting that things that's happening in Zwift and Zwift racing, as it's something that is changing and adapting every day, actually, and there's advances and just to make it better and more exciting and uh, for the races. And uh, I think the biggest change that we've seen coming up in the last few days is how races are, racers are categorized within racing with the uh, Zwift Power legacy um, falling away, the category system falling away and um, more going into category enforcement. I think there's been a lot of confusion, even though we've put up, I think we've put up, we've discussed category enforcement quite a number of times, mm -hmm. put up quite a few posts, but I think now that it's out there and all races will now be category enforced, I think it's just worth mentioning it one more time. I think with the, the previous, it always used to be your 20-minute your power, literally your three averages, 95% of your 20-minute power, and that would give you your, your race, race category, where now it uses a whole host of power numbers, shorter and longer. And I think um, I myself still find it confusing. Maybe Mark can tell us more about what category enforcement actually does look at. Yeah, well, well it's this ZFTP number that is now on everyone's profile. That, yeah, I, th I think 20 minutes is still quite important, but it does definitely look at other things as well. And it's a bit of a secret formula that no, nobody knows exactly what it looks like and how it works. <laughs> and it, it still throws up some some things as like, oh, how am I this category? And that person is, is a different category. Uh, but yeah. The cat enforcement is always a good thing. You stops people just deciding, oh, I've got catty power, but I'm going to ride in the cat seaways today. Yeah. Um, real, real, real quick for folks who uh, may not be as familiar with uh, Zwift Power, with where to find these metrics. So the first thing you have to do now that this change has occurred, when you go into Zwift Power, if you haven't joined Zwift Power, join it. Um, speaking to beginner racers here. Once you've done that, or if you're already on Zwift Power, go to your profile under the thing where it says the level that you're at, which is under your picture, click refresh profile. I think what a lot of people, including me, were doing was refreshing the page and that doesn't do it. You yeah. have to refresh the profile. No. Different thing. Took a few of us a bit. Um, whether we needed more coffee. You found it, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey. You know I'm slow on the update. 
<laughs> yeah, but Dad, listen, I did I'm it regretting too. I'm regretting finding it because apparently uh-huh. now I'm an A plus. So clearly the algorithm is completely wrong. It's, <laughs> I, by the way, I, I'm pretty sure James Bailey does this just to spite me. All right? <laughs> he, he works it out based on my numbers to make <laughs> racing for me as difficult as possible. Okay. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That's lovely. Um, and then, okay, so then if you want more of the the metrics that are actually going into this, go over to the part of Zwift Power that says your category, or if you are a female racer, your categories, because all female racers have a mixed and a women's only category. Under that, go to my Zwift feed. And then along the side of it, you can get the fitness and all of these sorts of things that are going into these calculations. So you can look a bit more into that. And then, yeah, like some people are always going to do, look at those metrics and start complaining. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what happens is a tracing, right? Yeah. The one thing I think sandbagging is going to be a lot more difficult now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, personally, since since this has been introduced, uh, you know, for me, it, I I really enjoy the racing much better because I, you're absolutely right. The sandbagging is more difficult. I think. I mean, I'm I'm sure it's still possible, and there's still anomalies, and you know, you're never gonna. There's never a perfect system because at the end of the day, it's all arbitrary numbers where where you go, and you you know, and you're gonna you could fall either side of the cutoff line, and you're and you're either lucky or you're unlucky. But at the end of the day, we should all be striving to get as high as possible anyway, and yeah. not and not. I, who cares about getting a little thin golden trophy, you know, virtual trophy next to your name? Like, surely the the fun is like you know in this race today i didn't win the race i had a great really fun race though you know um that's what that what that's what counts exactly that's why i will never understand why people feel the need to cheat because you're only cheating yourself absolutely like like uh on the topic uh eddie who never understand that it's all about personal victories and personal goals getting that satisfaction out of your race. I mean, you would hope so. There's, I mean, but as we can see with this, this is just, this is always going to happen. And so having some, hopefully these, these metrics and hopefully this way of category enforcement will make some of the racing, you know, a bit better. And I think, let's see. So Craig did have something to say, I think about that in terms of like, okay, if you're looking at your numbers and you're like, my numbers are wrong and bad and okay. Well, there are some types of efforts that you might want to do. And actually, no, it was Sean that said this. Okay. His quote, his thing that he said about this is, and I think there's always space to add a little reminder that if you think your CEFTP, your cat enforcement FTP is too high, but all that you've been doing are mid-length steady state efforts the things you feel are wrong about it might be fixed if you end up doing max efforts on shorter segments. So think about and look into and find explanations on the forums or in any Zwift groups you're in 
of what this all means and what's going into it. And so you need to do more efforts at different lengths and more full out efforts. And that's not necessarily a thing that everybody does and especially not like new racers. And so what Zwift, it seems like is trying to do is kind of make it a bit more representative of all the types of power that you can put out. And so if something seems off to you, Rather than complaining, try to work on it, see what other people have done, and it might level out for you if you do some more different types of efforts. And, you know, I always would encourage folks to try to get into races and do efforts and workouts and all sorts of stuff that help bring up your weaknesses. Like, I love sprinting. I would love to just sprint all the time only and only that. (laughs) But endurance is going to help me. And the thing is, is that I'm not going to lose a bunch of my sprint by working on my endurance. So that's, yeah, just, uh, we, we all have sort of, we have like a, an agenda on this podcast, which hopefully is about racing fairly and pushing yourself. And if you want tips on how to do that and support, you've got a lot of support in the herd for, for making that happen. That yep. what you've just said is actually, is very true, Lauren. I mean, the more different type efforts you put in, the closer that estimation of your Z FTP will be. Uh, for instance, okay, so I was doing quite a lot of racing in the. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So I'm okay, going to have to, back. I'm going to have to do some editing here. And so I will start with Tatum. You were saying I've been doing a lot of racing in. Oh, did we go that far back? I'm so uh-huh. sorry. Yeah. No, like, no, don't be sorry. Uh, so we, we lost you quite a bit. Yeah. I know where where was I? I'm lost. Uh, oh, that was still before we even got to the sorry Lauren, backtracking uh that was still part of the category and four stuff. Yeah. And the, the yeah, yeah. Oh, that so that's <laughs> just to say that <laughs> do doing like you said doing a lot of um, different length um, efforts will bring that z ftp as close to your actual ftp as one difference of one watt in my case so from sprints to one minute efforts five minutes all the different aspects that certain races take that'll bring it down it'll bring it accurate so, uh, and then just moving on to the next thing that we wanted to just have a quick chat about. There was, um, when we think of Zwift Racing, we think Zwift Power. And I always like to, well, just want to thank the guys at Zwift Power for what they do for the racing and what they've brought to us and um, the ranking system and points. And I think it just makes it interesting. The first thing we do after a race, what are we going to do? We're going to look on Zwift Power. So that's what we're synonymous with, with racing is, is Zwift Power. Now, there's uh, another category or ranking system that has, has come up in a couple of events. I'm going to start using that. Now, I know absolutely nothing about it. I've seen it in a couple of the groups, some pictures. Lions are using it, minions. Like I said to Mark, Mr. Lumpy <laughs> loves the new Zwift.racing app. Now, I don't know if any of you have come into contact with it, looked at it at all. I've only seen screenshots. I don't even know what's going on in that or how they use it. 
So, Mark, maybe if you could tell us a little bit more about ZwiftRacing.app. Yeah, here's, here's the segment Mark tries to explain complicated maths to Tatum. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I think I think the thing with categories is whenever they announce a change to how they raise people, there's always people that say, "Oh, why can't we just have a results-based system?" So that's kind of what the Zwift Racing app is is is, is trying to to come up with is is a way of doing that. Yeah, and it, and it's using what's what's known as the Elo system, which uh, basically, sort of when you, you do a race, you, you'll gain points if it thinks you've done, done well, and you'll lose points if it thinks you've done badly. Uh, and so, if, if me and Tatum are going to do a race, Tatum's weighted better than me. So, the maths thinks that Tatum should win. Uh, so, if Tatum does win, he'll gain maybe 10 points and I'll lose 10 points. Uh, but if I manage to defy mathematics and, <laughs> and actually beat Tatum, yeah, maybe he forgot to drop me, and I managed to sprint past him at the end. Uh, then, know. because the rating thinks that's less likely, I'll, I'll gain fifty points for beating you, uh, and you'll lose fifty points. Uh, so that that's okay. uh, in a one-to-one race. That's how it would work. But then, obviously, races have lots more people. But it, it's that calculation, and it will do it fifty times. There's fifty people you're racing against, and it will somehow using complicated math stuff work out that what did you do better than expected or not and if, if, if yes your rating goes up and if no it, it goes down so yeah that, that's how it's working and, it, and it's got its own they've got their own categories of bands of what what rating you have and what that means and then yeah people have been starting to organize races and picking okay these top two groups you you go off have a race group three you can race each other uh, and so on and uh, yeah it's sort of you're not necessarily racing people who have exactly the same power profile as you, but maybe you end up racing people who actually you've got similar racing abilities with. Uh, and yeah, I think it, I think it's interesting. And the more category systems, the better. I think it just it, it gives other people sometimes some. Different, the more systems there are, the more chances that you'll be at the top of one, but, um, and maybe you'll be at the bottom of another. And it's just a different challenge. This one uses platinum, gold, silver. Am I right? Yes, it's like yep. platinum one, two, three, gold one, two, three, et cetera, et cetera. So, yes. Then you become yeah. a Everyone... champion and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just want to ask, is this basically then matching race graph? So it's not necessarily your numbers, but it's how good or bad you are at using that to your advantage. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Tony said, or, or just generally, yeah, how, how good you are at winning races or losing races. And yeah, if you consistently win races, you'll go, you'll go up. Uh, if all you do is, is, is races that you're really good at and just do them all the time and win all of them, your racing will go up. But yeah, if, you, if you're getting beaten by lots of people and particularly by people that it thinks you shouldn't be being beaten by, then, then, then you go down. But yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be way down on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always getting beaten by everyone. Um, is now okay, I forget, but is this also a thing where like if you're racing in a time zone primarily, say, you know, America's West, where there's very few people, um, is that like that you won't get very good ratings, right? From those smaller races. <laughs> Uh, I think I guess the point is 
it, the you just you're racing whoever you're racing, and and if if, if if it thinks they're better than you and you beat them, then you're getting good points, and and you can just go up that way. It's it's not quite the same as like the Swift Power ranking system that some people care a lot about. Uh, that you have to be in a field that's got lots of really high ranked people in order to get a good score. With with this one, you'll get a score no matter no matter who's in there, and yeah, it's just well, you need to find a field with better people if you want. If if one of your goals is to improve your rating, very yeah. similar actually to Zwift Power, then same same but different. Yeah, well, it's all, it's all about saying how good somebody is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's more about more about results other than num than than the, the what the power numbers. Yeah. Okay. It's gonna be interesting to actually see races using this rank system and how that plays out. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It seems pretty accurate. It can have to be like on a slow descent into mediocrity, which seems pretty accurate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it, it reminds me a little bit of, um, I'm not sure if anybody does like online sim racing, but like not on a pedal bike, but in a vehicle, but it reminds me of like the iRacing. Uh, um, they have an iRacing series or, or, or system, which does exactly what this does. It matches up the people that you're driving against in a race should be highly kind of relative to them and their eye rating and then they'll adjust afterwards. So this seems very in line with that, which I mean makes sense. This is what we've been looking for for a long, long time. The only the only tricky bit for me is that um sometimes I like to do some of these races just as a a bit of enjoyment mm. and it's gonna it's gonna um dock you points if um if you don't perform at the level it, it expects you That's to do problem it will but maybe there's a way maddie to flag it as a recovery race i don't know mm. that'd be a, a future request I but the yeah. problem is that would be a we'll, way of we'll game, game, gaming the system uh, yeah um, the other thing is, uh, this, and I'm, I'm trying to look in the FAQs to find information about it and I can't right now, but it, it this goes by seasons as well. Mm. So, uh, Mark, can you speak to that at all? Do you know how they do the seasons there? It's okay. If not, I just, I'm trying to find the information and I can't. Yes. I think that, like Chris was saying, that they're, they're trying to be inspired by other video games and so I don't I think that, that you get likes of Fortnite and other stuff like that they have like seasons as well where things kind of reset mm. at the end of a season uh, and yeah may maybe that's the time they introduce some changes to how it works uh, and whatnot and, and maybe people's ratings will change a little bit and then you go again okay. so yeah I think at the moment this this, se this season on Zwift Racing started in January I think it ends yes sort of end of april may and then 6th. There'll be a new one so i just i so it's not in the faqs but if you go to your profile uh or you, if you're in zwift power you're on here so whether you want to be or not you're in the you're going to be in this stuff basically season two is what they're calling it based on when this started season one was september 4th to december 31st season two January 1st, 2023 to May 6th of 2023. And the graph that I can see on my profile, so you find this on your profile, literally goes until May 6th. That's the end of the graph. And so I'm at a, 
uh, in women's rating, I'm at challenger three right now. So yeah. And, and so you can see all of this info. <laughs> Interesting. I can't find myself. <laughs> <laughs> it. I mean, yeah, and it could be. It could be how much you've raced. I don't know. It could be if your name in uh, Swift Power is not what you expect it to be, or something. Yeah. You do not exist. Yeah. <laughs> Then I think just to end it off, you guys happy we move on just to a little bombshell topic? Yep. So uh, any of you willing to go and race for a million dollars in my wish? <laughs> <laughs> in your what? <laughs> <laughs> Put on, get your ski ERG out and let's go. <laughs> said it before and i'll say it again show me the money <laughs> i want to know i want to hear from people out there has someone actually won some money on there is it legit so it is it is there and we see the same zwift cheaters go and cheat in my wish as well <laughs> and get caught again <laughs> well, to be to brilliant. be to be be fair, he didn't necessarily cheat this time, but he he was banned, so they banned him. He did put in a, I think, a six point three or six point six twenty minute effort on my Oh, wish, really? Which, so that's a little bit eye raising. So I don't know. To me, that might be. Yes, but <laughs> but I will say I read this. It is easier for the platform to say you were banned, and so we are yes. stripping you of that versus them trying to yeah. dig into whether he cheated or not. Now on Zwift, he yeah, has been demonstrated to have cheated. My whoosh was able to take that easier route by just saying you were already banned for cheating. So bye. And they may bye. not analyze whether he did actually cheat or not. Although we can have our own opinions yeah. that, you know, mm. yeah. and, and apologies. I, I didn't see his actual power. I just read that he got, that he got, that he was banned because he yeah, got, yeah. he was already banned. Yeah. yeah it was some extra inside scooping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, well, I don't know how you guys feel. Just it's a lot of money, and I think there's going to be. It's. I saw it's a UAE-based platform company-owned business, so lots of bucks out back out there, and I think there's a probably key on attracting some of the top races and see what's the the talent out there. Personally, for myself, I ride and race for the fun. And I think in that starts looming in front of you, it takes that a little bit out of the equation. That's just for me personally. So one, don't think I'm good enough. Two, I don't want to eliminate the fun aspect. <laughs> and I think that's going to keep me on Zwift. Mm. Oh, come despite, on. Despite come on, you don't like the graphics. You don't like it when your avatar looks funny. When your avatar <laughs> wants to fall to the side, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Very awkward looking little avatars. <laughs> I mean, you know, what I would say is that, you know, anything that comes along like that, where some of these elite athletes that aren't maybe in a pro team or whatever, but can maybe just eke out a bit of a living by by win you know obviously it's not for people like us that in Zwift I mean you're a very good racer Tatum but probably 
you need no, to be at the next sort no, of level yeah, not even you know but you. but for some of these people you know this could be um an interesting sort of income stream hopefully um because I, you know i read a lot about oh zwift is a video game and this that and the other but you know we're, we're out there pushing it's not a video game we're it might be you know manifests itself as a video game but we're pushing proper power on our bikes you know it doesn't matter that it happens to be on a on a screen rather than on a track or whatever you know and so it, it's as real racing as any other type of racing oh, whether it's, do go you know up. exactly so yeah, you know it's, agree with you. it's yeah. a legitimate sport in its own right and it's so yes it, it's it's good if people can you know make some money out of that um you know if, as long as it's uh, fair, fair, not, absolutely, I did, yeah. I did go and look at the MyWish stuff. They are all for fair and transparent and legitimate racing. So kudos for because you know what do we do? We 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 love the sport. Yeah, for virtual indoor cycling, regardless. Yes, we use Swift, but if the other platform is doing it well, and they can help sustain some living for a couple of these, a lot of these got these top guys are pro they mm. do and if they can compete that's fantastic but i won't be holding my breath yeah. to make any money <laughs> that way uh yeah i and also i did just go to their website briefly and uh, they have a little like movie playing basically of the avatars moving and oh my god no i can't no i couldn't look at exactly that. mark do you agree they, this is dodgy little guys I, yeah, yeah. Around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i hardly ever get on control because i can't take it when my avatar is up and down and up and down and up and down and then I she's drinking and then she's like sit still woman <laughs> So if I couldn't even handle that. <laughs> it looks like a fish on a bicycle. It looks like a fish yeah. going back and forth when you get up to... Oh. It is so weird. Anyway, it might be a fine <laughs> racing platform, but yeah, that might be a barrier to me uh, trying it. Maybe they should um, put some of that winnings back into <laughs> developing. <laughs> the oh, yeah. Well, good luck, Eddie. Sorry, I just had to put that out there. Oh, I can't believe it. Yeah, that's bad, that's bad news. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think you know, we're still in the kind of the Wild West at the moment. This is still a very new sort of sport. And eventually they will work out systems to be able to clamp down on on the cheating however they do that and um you know we, we just have to grin and bear it at the moment and you know most yeah. I, I like what you were trying you've been trying to do tatum in terms of making the herd like looking at maybe the a a, a racers first and and trying to bring into legitimacy into yeah. into the racing and it's really good stuff so the other teams can't look at us and say well you know though their numbers are a bit off and that kind of right. thing so yeah. that's that's really cool stuff it's that stuff's happening and you know introduced it to the guys now in this last season but it's going to be in effect in the given the next season it's going to be there so yeah um, and yeah. the fact is if yeah. you're doing it right then you shouldn't have a problem with it anyway yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. we love it don't we oh yeah yep <laughs> yeah i mean we're all spending our you know precious i think for everyone here our precious yeah. spare time 
recording a podcast as volunteers about this thing. I will, uh, I will again quote my mom. That all sounds very involved. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it is. Can't say we're not passionate. Yeah. That's it. About it. <laughs> Well, that uh, that might actually take us to our end. And uh, yeah, I think unless anyone else has anything to say. All well, right. I just want to thank Mark for coming to join us. Yeah. It was an absolute pleasure having you here and having the chat. Yeah, nice one, Mark. Yeah, no oh can i just can, before we go can, can mark can you just talk us through just like a minute of how brilliant that uh, race was you did on the sand oh the the, the battle on the beach in yeah. real life yeah <laughs> uh well yeah that yeah, my, yeah so the last sunday last sunday where i went and went and cycled an actual sand and unlike in the mccoy islands <laughs> it is actually different to ride on sand <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then, then anything else. So yeah, it was yeah, it was like uh, like like seven, eight hundred people on mountain bikes and gravel bikes, and a couple of people on tandem bikes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> about half the course is on a beach, and then you leave the beach, and you've got this yeah mountain bikey track through a forest, uh, which wow. yeah, some people race very hard. I kind of just try to avoid other people and <laughs> enjoy it. You you used your you know you knew those things were breaks. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I watched um, Ed Laverack's uh, stream and it looks absolutely crazy, like the the trails and all everything. Yes, yes, uh, yeah. I think the beach is fine if you're good as a rift. You, you're good at riding on a beach and just putting power down. But mm. yeah, mountain bike trails. <laughs> 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 Nice. Awesome. Well done for doing it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Tatum and Lorenique. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Matt. And thank you so much for joining as our guest, Mark. It's great to meet you. Great. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Thanks, Ryan. Good luck on your races. Moo, or if some people say ba, and we'll see you next (laughs) week. Bye. Bye. Bye.